Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for episode 120 of Tattoo Collecting 101, right here on Guy Hodgson's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, a community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all the tat curious in the world about who are interested in the world of tattooing. We aim to educate and inspire one another to create better art and tattoos and to ultimately leave this community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have, as well as professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists at reinventingthetattoo.com. And real quick, we just want to say thank you to our sponsors who make it all possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, the largest, most comprehensive list of tattoo events going on in the world. Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels, as well as our affiliates at the Fireside Network and the Tattoo Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, just want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, the founder of the community and the inspiration behind it all. You can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original paintings, and some coil machines. Well, we've got a special episode today. Mm -hmm. Kyle, do you want to tell us what you've gotten us into? Uh, it's a couple shenanigans. We're down here in Cincinnati with Dana Brunson and Chris Taylor. And we're pretty much just talking tattoo history today. Thanks for having us on. Thanks. Thank you for letting us be here and to set up in your space. Oh, that's fine. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we, uh, Kyle originally reached out to me and wanted to talk some tattoo history. And the day he asked actually happened to be the day I was coming here. So I thought, wow, perfect mix of some questions and a little bit more history. Yeah, About a little 30 years one. in, but Dana has 50. So um, a lot more cooler stories and a little bit more um, time into season and know the history a little bit better. So I thought mm -hmm. it'd be a pretty cool venture down here for you and I both to kind of get a little bit more history squeezed out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I know <laughs> Benedink. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't where am I supposed to look this way? Yeah, just straight ahead. We've got one on you. Yeah, I've tattooed since 1971, and uh, I'm I'm not a great historian, but I'm a collector, and I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of the really cool old tattoo artists uh, throughout my career, and I like to share my collection, and, uh, you know, I'm always online, or anybody has any questions, or they're welcome to come visit my shop, and I still love tattooing, and uh, I do the best I can do, you know, met Guy when he was real young. Uh, from Chicago just learning and of course he went on to you know be a major player in the tattoo industry yeah you were telling me earlier he had some like pinup girl flash and everything yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> his first set of flash that I'm going to blackmail him with but then if he has my first set he can blackmail me back uh, <laughs> watch when you release that huh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah but no it's cool because it was cool to see him as a young guy and then to develop into his own style and a big following and stuff so that that's the fun you know you can't do it all but you can sure enjoy other people's careers and, yeah absolutely and, you know you're along for the ride so yeah it is the people you meet that's the fun part of tattooing mm -hmm. you know i mean tattooing is the hard part meeting the people and bullshit and all that's the fun part so i'm good at that so you say you met guy though when still an apprentice huh yeah, Bob Oslin, I guess was his name. And he said, oh, this young kid can really draw. And I said, oh, cool. You know, and I, I've got some flash with like punk rock girls and all. And, you know, I didn't know who Guy was. And I, he mailed me a set of flash and I mailed him a set. And I don't even know what mine was. So he could blackmail me back. <laughs> but I still have Guy's flash. And of course, I followed his career and I've met his sister. And, um, you know, more power to him. I mean, you know, he's done a lot good for tattooing. And he certainly has a distinct style. 
uh, you know, a lot of people copy it, but he's the original. So, yeah, you know, good for him. He definitely created a whole other style he level of tattoo. He, you know, he did kind of reinvent a style, you know, that I've never seen before. And he's well, and in a way too, you know, from your type of tattooing to guys type, and that's why reinventing tattoo book was so significant right. to a lot of people. We're used to doing just stickers on people to now guys teaching people to use the anatomy. Right. And that's what really changed that too. I've real learned more styles of work than just when people think of guys. Sure. That learning to use anatomy really adapted, you know, that and I think him collecting knowledge over the years to to put that together. Yeah. Kind of like you've collected the history. He's kind of collected the knowledge and see both of you come to this <laughs> pinnacle point. Cool. Composition, you know, most tattoos like patchwork and the compositions, what makes it and you know, you're doing a two-dimensional illustration on a three-dimensional object so he you know he's a real artist so he uses the human form and yeah. that's why he's guy atchison <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah that's why japanese work you know the american work was patchwork and then japanese work kind of introduced that background and the composition and now even americans do their own form of composition yeah you know? pulling it together so it's, it's not just a sticker yeah. it's all fun you know it's all different books in the art library and they're all important you know from folk art to fine art so i enjoy it all you know and i've, I've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of it so i still enjoy it i still go to conventions and i like sharing the history that i know like i said i'm not a historian but i was fortunate to meet you know cliff raven you know ed hardy of course is still here don nolan you know paul rogers i mean all those guys I learned from uh, D.C. Paul that had learned from Spalding and Rogers. I learned in 1971. And uh, it's just been, a, I can't think of anything else I'd rather. Yeah. Well, I'm still doing it. Learning a tattoo, I still have six more years to be born. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was two my lifetimes ago. Two your lifetimes. <laughs> so I'm 73, amazingly. And like I said, it's easy to know a lot if you just live a long time. Uh doesn't make you special just means <laughs> means i had the pleasure i means i had the pleasure of meeting all these people yeah. and really watching it change i never thought tattooing would blow up like it has and all these wonderful artists and um i still enjoy it you know i still enjoy looking at it i can't do it i mean i i do what i do japanese and traditional uh you know i can't do photorealism i can't do guy atchison there's no sense me trying yeah yeah uh, so well, that's I, the cool thing is that we have so many styles and that's what makes that ink tattooing so that's right wide is, i mean we used to have people because guy would do flash and people like yeah i want a guy atchison flash we'll go to guy atchison you know <laughs> that's where you ought to go you know i'm gonna do like some cheesy knockoff you know that's that's not good uh and i'm gonna place the design where that bodies are right right you know, it's just like portrait art i'm not a portrait artist go to a portrait artist you know but when i learned you had to kind of do a little bit of everything you know i mean if somebody wanted to try both they wanted to portrait you had to try it all now that yeah i was told as i was learning like basically you're a tattoo whore you do whatever you're paid for yeah you're a plumber mm -hmm. you, you know, know you do jobs well it's also good practice too to just kind of learn and adapt from each style and mm -hmm. kind of take the different bits and pieces from each style too that yeah, you can put yeah. back well like leo work. come out yeah with tribal thing i had to do tribal which kills me you know it's like mm -hmm. in a barn leo was wonderful at it you want a real tribal go to leo right you know or uh yeah i mean it, it's just weird i mean when i came in it was traditional and then the big japanese influence hit and of course i still love japanese tattooing but now it's all this photorealism stuff that i can't even imagine how to do mm -hmm. but it's, it's to make the pattern for some of that stuff is, oh, right. is 
stencil, I'd be coloring the wrong part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you have these wonderful artists that are into tattooing now. But I've always said still there's more to tattooing than the pretty picture. To me, it's the experience. I mean, I was just tattooed by Big Mees yesterday. He knew my son. I got my son, my grandson, my wife's uh, name around my neck, my son's graffiti tag. And it was just a real good experience. Mees is a really good tattoo artist, but he's a really good guy. He doesn't have this big ego. He's he's just a really nice guy, you know. And uh, like Greg James is a friend of mine. Same thing. One of the best Japanese guys. Just a really nice guy. I don't have room for those egos. You know, I've been to every museum in the world almost on fine art. So I'm hard to impress, you know. Right. If it isn't the Sistine Chapel or Michelangelo, it's hard to impress me. But if you're a good artist, cool. But just be blessed. Good person is more impressive. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd be a half-assed tattoo by somebody I like than some superstar. I don't care about a superstar. I mean, I can admire their work. And I want to meet a nice person, you know. I think yeah. it's kind of cool that that's your aspect now. Because like when Kyle first talked to me, I was like, you know, wanting to know the importance of collecting tattoo history and what is the importance of it. And it's like, I think that is more important than like some of the skills or things is just learning how to be the right person in tattooing, represent tattooing well, hear these old stories. And that's the importance of it's a good experience. your whole experience for yourself. Because sometimes, you know, when you're a tattoo artist nowadays, it's, it's so busy. There's not a lot of time for the character. There's not right, a lot of time right. for those personal relationships. So you can undervalue and not really appreciate what you're doing sometimes. So sitting here talking with you and hearing the stories you've told over the last two and a half hours or so is just kind of like that that really enriches, makes you kind of love what you're doing. But you it, feel like there's some substance. It is a it yeah. is a learned experience. I mean, I went through I want to be the cool guy phase, and then all the cool guys went right by me, you know. But I was <laughs> that's my problem I when i started you know traditional stuff's there and i'm like ah, oh, hell with that and now i really embrace traditional because it's american folk art or european folk art but that's all learned i mean you know what i mean yeah i thought i was a pretty good tattoo artist i still think i'm okay but I, but i try to be a nice person paul rogers was the epitome of that you know he'd share his knowledge He's a wonderful guy. And we're talking the time when people didn't share stuff oh when people didn't share stuff i mean they were really you know clans and and they tell you the wrong stuff to urge and paul would have people from all over the world to come to visit him i have people come and i'd share my collection i've always shared my collection i'll tell anybody anything i know there's no secret i mean the secret is be born talented right <laughs> that's the secret be lucky that's... to be selected by the universe to be a tattoo artist and that's the only real secret there is you know job tattoo and god thank god every day because you know some poor kids out there working at McDonald's to pay you whatever your hourly rate is. Yeah, I so, went through I a time. Forgot that. I went through a time where, like, I would always ride my motorcycle on this back road to work, and I would be like, "Man, like, so thankful for how blessed I was to do my job." But I loved yeah. it. I get paid yeah. decent, and in the same breath, I would all of a sudden kind of get feeling bad for the people who yeah. don't like their job and they're underpaid. So, oh yeah, you know. Hearing the stories and being around like that in Richmond, it's like you say, like, yeah, you be lucky. The secrets be blessed enough to be a tattoo artist. Cool. <laughs> I've worked yeah. for myself my whole life. I mean, I've had a couple of petty jobs when I first got out of the army, but they were even fun. But I, I don't even know what other people do. Did you do any artwork in the army, any tattooing or just no, ditch art no. or anything like that? I, I learned when I, I come back from Vietnam, I had a year and a half to do at Fort Bragg, and I went with a guy and saw him get a tattoo. and I didn't even want a tattoo. It was just a novelty. I always said there was a blacksmith there. I'd be a blacksmith. I kind of learned it on a whim and uh, 
because it was different. It wasn't mainstream. You know, I've never been a mainstream guy. Uh, like I said, modern tattooing is great for the wallet, but it lost a lot of the magic in tattooing. I was all about the characters and how weird these guys were. I'm, you know, I'm the cabin boy. Those were the pirates. So there aren't any pirates. You know, they're they're all passed in the last couple of years. That was Crazy Eddie, you know, Stanley Moskowitz, Lyle Tuttle. Those were Don Nolan, Cliff Raven. I mean, Hardy's still here. Um, but if you had a conversation with any of those five people, yeah. you knew what you meant by character. Because I was fortunate yeah. enough to have a few of those yeah, relationships and conversations. Man, nobody cared really how they tattooed. They were just they were things movies are made of. You know, they had those kind of adventurous lives. That, you know, yeah. they didn't go to art school and get out and become a wonderful tattooist. They, yeah, they were one percenters. And... Well, they struggled and they had fun. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, bikers kept me busy when I got out. Only bikers and military guys got tattooed, basically, when I... In the 70s. In and the stuff, 70s, yeah. yeah. It might be like one woman or a couple of dancers, maybe one black person. It was just, a, it was a real weird thing. You know, there was two to three hundred shops in the world in 71. Two or three shops in the world. In now, the world. how many would you say there's in Ohio alone? Oh, there's almost 300 in Cincinnati. I moved over in here. Cincinnati, I just moved, alone. Yeah, in this tri-state area. I moved oh, over wow. here in '77, and we were the only shop in town. And then '86, I, I bought this building, <laughs> and then there were two shops in town. Now there's shop every week opening up. Yeah, I don't know where to go. I never saw it doing this, and I. I always thought it would get big. I never knew it would take off to be such an open market. I thought it would explode eventually, like it would fall out of favor. You know, like what's the next fad? See, I never, I, mean, I never saw piercing. You know, yeah, piercing was like gauntlet enterprises and guys piercing their nipples. And oh, Jesus, you know, that was one of the coolest things I ever taken. I went to APP and I took the Fakir. He actually taught a class. On oh yeah, Fakir Man, that was such yeah. a like that class yeah. was about history. And I'm not a piercer, but I go to APP yeah. every year and sitting in Fakira's class, like I got all emotional. Everybody's like, bro, you're not even about, I'm like, it's just like the history and knowing like the steps they took. Yeah, he was the godfather of that. Oh man, he founded it. You Jim know, Ward and those guys out at I got Gauntlet. to meet Jim. So it was really cool. I got yeah. to, I got a Jim Ward's book and, uh, you know, and yeah. got to sit in, in the Fakira class with Jim and just hearing that history of the piercing yeah. side of it coming in and the tattoo artists, I don't know you know, how long you've been at Kyle, but the tattoo artists piercing really didn't step into tattooing until the nineties. Right. Like yeah. the yeah. 80s, yeah. 90s, yeah. they were separate culture. They were totally yeah, separate culture. twice. And all the bikers be like, why do you have two ear rings? And I go, well, they come in pairs, but I mean, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was weird. Now every grandma has got like 15 ear rings or nose and her tongue pierced. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know where it's our shop. Be. I mean, that's probably the busiest side of our shop. I mean, yeah. there's 20 people a day on a regular basis sitting in a wait. To get yeah. I never did piercing. I, I should have. I mean, that's a big business. I, I knew the guy to open the first piercing shop up here in, in town. And I've been to gauntlet. I just got to California. I went to cliff Ravens in Chicago. Then we moved to California. I went out there and Jim Ward and those guys would be at a convention. I forget the, the other guy's name, but then Fakir Musafar was he performed at some of the conventions. That was well, a, a lot of people don't realize Jim and Fakir actually like have a lot to do with your just the piercing side of um in the 90s. It, their wildness and bringing it mainstream was kind of like the Lyle thing, like that, you know, yeah, a lot of Jim's stuff was, was was with movie stars and famous people out that way. Right. So it kind of started main like not mainstreaming yeah. it, but like all of a sudden it's appearing on a famous person and it's yeah. supposed to be okay. Well, they had a really nice so shop that was really in, cool. in California. Mm -hmm. I mean, like a high-end little boutique and stuff, you know, but it was still real taboo. But that made it interesting to people. Yeah. 
you know, Cliff Raven moved to California, started doing big body suits and stuff, you know, just a weird time, you know. Mm -hmm. I never saw it doing it. I didn't think and it would I, take. I still don't know what it's going to do. It should explode. Well, that, that's one of the things that we've been talking about for the past couple hours, too, is it's like 20, you know, even 20 years ago, it was just such a different industry. Everything about oh, it was so different. God. I mean, what do you see the most difference in like from when you've been around even now? Three years, haven't you seen a major change? Because I feel like in three years, it's really starting to swing, too. I think just like the acceptance and like, from you know, from the people who aren't necessarily in the tattoo community and just kind of seeing the fact that it's a much more legitimate art form now. Because, you know, even like when I was growing up, like in the early 2000s, 2005, you know, it was very taboo still even then. Like, you know, you saw a lot of people with tattoos, but, you know, they had little trinkets and it was like, oh, they're not going to get a job down the road. But now you got people that are full body suits and they're taking. Yeah, exactly. You can't. Go, you can't. Right. Chefs, doctors and everyone's got tattoos now. Yeah. Any, I mean, most famous or, or you know whether it's a doctor or a firefighter or a police officer. But like you said, in 1971, it was mostly bikers that were keeping you busy. Oh, you know? mm -hmm. One percenters. I mean, yeah, I mean, I rode bikes my whole life and that's the guys who got tattooed. So what would you say about acceptance versus what Kyle gets to see for acceptance today? Well, I mean, yes, yeah, like I said, it's just so mainstream. Now you see a librarian with a full sleeves and a right. piece and a bone in her nose. And, it, <laughs> like, and it's good quality work too as well. It's not just like, some shitty little bangers that doesn't represent the community very well yeah it's very it's very well work. thoughtful put out work the other day i started taking pictures of a couple ads and they all have tattoos in them mm -hmm. you'd have never seen that you know so i, I saw i saw a model at um target the other day that had a tattoo and i was like that's, that's insane yeah it wasn't a very you know it was one little small flower tattoo but it was like holy and i took a picture and i said what are you doing i said i'll just document all these ads yeah you know, because it's it's like every it is so mainstream. All of a sudden, it's not as interesting to me as it was. Yeah, you know, it's wonderful, but uh, it's like I love it so much that shit. it's sad in a way. Because I love seeing. I always thought tattooing would be this huge and grow to this, but then it's sad to see. Um, and that's why I'm glad that we got to talk about the history. It's sad to see some of that substance and some of that love for it die. Yeah. Like the love for the craft. Now it's more a love for like holy shit, I can be my own boss and make good money. Right. Where, right. Let's be real. When me and you start tattooing, it was just like, it was cool. It yeah. wasn't, we weren't making a lot of money. No, well, I mean, it's all accessible now. You can buy equipment. It was all secret before. Hell, now you can get online, buy anything. I mean, Amazon sells it now, unfortunately. You know, you have to, you just train your hands. You don't have to know anything about that machine. You aren't going to repair well, back that. in the day. Even if you were able to get the stuff somehow, yeah. you better hide and do it because it was going to be dangerous. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. Well, now it's all, I mean, of course the health department, the sterilizations, you know, became, you know, a hundred times better, but I mean, really it's, it's kind of more brainless. Now, if you're talented, then it's just a different tool. You buy the tool you buy the ink, you buy the needles. You don't have to know any of this. Stuff we had a girl that worked mm -hmm. with us that was so talented when she started her apprenticeship. She did um, Sierra Mulligan. She did um, ink pen portraits without even looking at a picture, without yeah, any yeah. sketch, yeah. just take an ink pen and do it. And so when she first started her apprenticeship, she's tattooing and she's kind of like having a hard time. And I'm like, damn it, just be an artist. Like you're too, you're too good of an artist not to get this right. figured out. And now uh, she's tall artist on Instagram. You guys check her out chick is amazing but it was like you're such a good artist all you gotta do is figure out this new tool and yeah. she's like well what's the best advice i'm like i literally one day she was tattooing i'm like look you're a fucking artist figure it out like it's a new tool just do right, it and she's yeah. like she told my daughter later she's like yeah your dad's advice to me you know you're an artist figure it out like how to use this new tool which 
she was too amazing for me to explain anything to her. Yeah, it was just a new medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're either going to figure it out or you aren't. You have to yeah. Just, yeah. Your brain has to go, well, this does this. If I do that, you know, like an analytical brain, if you get a wood burner, you have to go, well, if I do this and a month later, you're a better wood burner. Or uh, that's quit. the thing that stuck out to me that you were mentioning earlier is like, for some people, it is just picking up a different tool, you know, the, the person who's doing amazing tattoos today could have, you know, they could have picked up a wood burner instead exactly they mm-hmm. can pick up anything yeah. like you said i tried to pinstripe hell i can't pinstripe but i can do a straight tattoo line well i tried the wood burning and i'm not very good at it yeah um i, I mean i do decent like folk art looking wood burning yeah, yeah. but then chris ford he grabs him he does black and gray portraits and then he grabs a piece of wood and does something i'm like well, that's right dan o'collins four <laughs> full rock and roll portraits on the back of guitars and i was just beautiful dude and dan o builds machines he tattoos he's just He's a multi-talented artist. You yeah. know, Mike Mike uh, uh, Davis owns Everlasting Tattoo in San Francisco. He taught himself to tattoo. I used to tattoo Mike. He taught himself to tattoo. He's a wonderful tattoo artist. He's a versatile artist. Now he's an oil painter. I go, who taught you to painting? I taught myself. He's doing like gallery oil paintings. He's a talented human. Mm-hmm. Some know? people can just pick up that. Well, I guess, you know, earlier I was saying, you know, the substance is lost because it's gotten so big. But that's the cool thing is like, I won't say that people weren't as good as craftsmen because back in the day they were, but yeah. now we're bringing some really amazing artists into this industry that are just, you know, they're, they're just so mind blowing with being mm-hmm. an all around artist. Like you said, I mean, yeah, some of these guys, you look at their paintings and you know, it's half the reason they're famous tattoo artists because they're doing all of it. They're all right, around. Right. Yeah. Well, with the way the equipment is now, a lot of it is just plug in and go, you know, you right. can't just focus but on the art amazing. dial. You know people want it it's amazing it doesn't look like tattoos now i'm yeah. gone so long i'm back to i like stuff that looks like tattoos which i didn't before mm-hmm. but i like the iconography of a dagger stuck to a panther head or something that looks right. like a tattoo if i see airbrush arnold schwarzenegger portrait you take it out of <laughs> then you take it out of context it could be airbrush motorcycle right i like the iconography of, of tattoo images which are all derived from something I always say if it had a knife to it, it's a tattoo. But mm-hmm. it's a, <laughs> good rules, though, back in. Curry's got a knife to it. You know what it is. Yeah. But most things are just stolen. You know, I mean, artists, I'm I'm a great plagiarist. I steal everything. So if you're really creative, like, you know, like Guy or something, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. It's hard to reinvent the tattoo. It's just different illustrations on skin. Yeah. When you really come up with your own style, like Guy Atchison did and some other people have done well, your own way that's of whole, looking at tattooing too yeah, yeah that's a whole different thing well especially at the time when like it was just kind of picking stuff off the wall you know no one really not a lot of people thought about crafting it to the uh to the client oh, Paul. in the way that it moves on their body <laughs> yeah well, paul's like i'm high <laughs> it's paul folks paul works here and a real good artist say hi paul <laughs> it's paul He's wearing a hat trying to look like me. I thought it was my hat. I wear a black hat every day. I dress the same every day. Black t-shirt, black hat. Black hat, blue jeans, black hat, black shoes. It either means you're mentally ill or you're a genius. I don't know, one or the other. But it makes life very easy. Open the door and get out a black t-shirt. Absolutely. That's my uniform. Yeah. So I don't know. I was really Now bad. Paul's starting to Pick scare up me. Yeah, he's, he's already got, <laughs> he's got gray shirt and hat every day, huh? <laughs> yeah if you see me without a black t-shirt it's probably not me how long you been tattooing paul 10 years cool paul's a really good guy and a great addition to our shop and and he's he's a bad boy yeah 
<laughs> no, no, Paul's like the mellowest guy I know. So he's a really good guy. So there's your fame, Paul. Okay. <laughs> but no, it is just, you know, don't get so full of yourself. Have fun. There's always somebody better. Make some nice lasting human relationships. That'd be important when you go. All we leave are memories. I mean, yeah, because there's always going to be some guy in a cornfield that's going to do better work than you. You know, and, and I'm impressed with the work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a wonderful artist. But like I said that, you know, I've seen all the old masters and Michelangelo's and Van Gogh's and all. It's pretty hard to beat that stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to impress me. So just relax a little bit. Enjoy yourself. Count your blessings. That you, you get at that, too, for a living. While some other poor kids out there digging a hole to pay you, you know, whatever your hourly rate is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I can't get over what some tattoos cost. I mean... Well, that's why I also love the convention scene is it gives the clients who are out there digging that hole and then they come in and spend their whole check with us to, you know, get something that we love doing. And it's also, you know, supporting yeah. our families. So the convention scene to me is cool because then them clients get to go show off that work a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but you sometimes should, you're just collecting it, but you never get to really show it off. You should have a lot of respect for the, I mean, for the it, client. it makes you a better person. I'm guilty of it. You'll judge somebody walk in, you go, look at this goober, you know. And then at the end of the session, he's the nicest person or she's the nicest person you've met in your whole life. Yeah. So if you're receptive to that, it'll make you a better human being, not so judgmental because everybody judges tattoo people. I've been judged my whole life. Right. And I don't like to judge people, but it's a human trait. So if you really open yourself up, there's it's a wonderful learning experience. You know, you get to share sadness with people and happiness with people and Somebody Sometimes I feel they, super blessed that they let me be a part of the uh, reason they're getting the tattoo. Like, yeah. I'm almost so blessed that you let me do it. Like, I don't even want to charge for this because I got something out of it. You know, and that happened to me here recently with the lady. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, like, thank you for letting me be a part of like this, oh, yeah. you know, story and stuff. Yeah, I, a kid just called me, said, gee, you know, my son passed almost six years ago. He said, yeah, I want to get his tag. He was a graffiti artist. He, he goes, I want to get that on me day. And I said, yeah, I'll do it this week. That's a compliment of my yeah. son as a human. You know, yeah, I, oh, just, yeah. I just had big knees do his tag on me. Yeah, that well, that's what my guy Biggins that was wanting to come with me. That he, you know, he graffitis and stuff, and yeah. he knew Jason. So he's like, Oh man, he's like, I would love to go get one. Would he tattoo one of his pieces on me? I was like, Yeah, I think he would actually really enjoy that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he worked with us for 25 years tattooing and, and unfortunately he passed. And uh, but he's still my son. I talk about him every day. Yeah. You know, some people think it's weird. Well, hell, he's my son. Well, and like you just said earlier, you know, in tattooing, the magic is the relationships. Yeah. And whether it's, you know, your son and Jason or you, but those relationships really matter on how long you really live because your physical body might be gone. But yet oh, you're yeah. still alive in the conversations yeah, that people about are Charlie Wagner and yeah. Percy Waters. And I mean, you make your little mark. I don't even care about make a mark. Just be nice while you're here. Like I said, Paul mm -hmm. Rogers was a great example of that you know uh you don't have to be all hateful and shit i mean you're allowed to be it's just not my cup of tea yeah but when people share personal stories with you that's pretty important you that's know why that's i think tattooing is so special and what it's involved in over the years you know too. before um you know tattoo history was you know people getting tattoos and some of them had meanings but now i mean people are oh, getting yeah. them for some serious oh yeah they get their yeah. parents I mean, signature or quote from their mom or their baby's or footprint or, or survival or cancer yeah exactly exactly it's really, you get jaded to that when you've tattooed as long as i have you forget how important that little tattoo is to them yeah yeah I, that, that day means the world to them you know they blocked out that day fun. the best part of the shop is coming in having fun with the customers yeah tattooing is the hard part yeah, I love yeah. being in a tattoo shop, cutting up, sharing stories with people, 
making them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, I go, some of these guys are so damn special, you know, they can't even talk to you. You know, they're oh, wear their headphones while they're tattooing. Yeah, superstars, Email you know. consultation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't think you're that goddamn special because you aren't. Well, like Al said, I mean, you know, for clients to come in here too, they scheduled that day off work most likely mm-hmm. right. it's like a kid waiting on christmas to get that tattoo yeah. down down the oh, days yeah time, right you know, yeah count them down there's 11 more days to my appointment sometimes you're traveling across the country too sure you are and yeah. i always i i always give everybody those nickels worth mm-hmm. i mean i don't think i'm that important i you know i mean when i was tattooing tattoos were 14 dollars right stuff. so now that same tattoo's 300 dollars but i but i get you know that people work hard for this money so you know give them their give them their nickels worth yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and be nice to them if, yeah. you, if you don't like them then just don't even tattoo them. i would say that's one thing that's slightly disappearing in the tattoo industry yeah me too it's about egos and how cool i am yeah well you can't be cool though if you don't have nobody tattoo they don't make skin tablets yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> One of the things I always like to remind other tattooers is that we wouldn't have rock star tattooers if it wasn't for rock star collectors. Like that's, that's right. I oh, think yeah. a lot of people, a lot of tattooers forget that the most important part of the equation is the collector. Like it doesn't matter how talented we yeah, are. That you, collector you no still comes to yeah, us, chooses so us. So goddamn wonderful. Be a gallery artist and just do what you want. Yeah, put uh, it on a piece of canvas and see if it sells yeah, for $3,000 for a weekend. See if it sells, yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, art's, art's like acting or anything. It's a tough business. So all of a sudden everybody, you know, got into tattooing that were great illustrators. You know, God bless them. I mean, I don't care. I'm, I've done it so long. I I don't care what anybody does. But our collectors, yeah. are, you know, our collectors that you know collect the the stuff is what, man. Ultimately, why most of us I feel like got into it was you know, and then now I see so many people pushing away the clients and how they treat them, and so um, I miss the old time tattoo when a client. First of all, it might be the only one that walked in for the week, so you're fucking excited to have yeah. everything out of the chair, you know? Like, hey, we're going to have a whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, and you made some money. Yeah. And you're like, why are you paying me to do this? But now, you know, I guess it's just like, you know, a hungry man's not going to grab, you know, some food off the floor because there's so much food on the table. Yeah. But, you know, back then we were like, we were starving, man. We I, were like, oh, I, I, I'm going under though. the table to get that food. I mean, I get at the first convention, all these old guys was there. And I thought it, I thought they were real cool because, they, you know, they were old tattoo guys. But I remember Eddie sitting at a convention and nobody talking to him. He's like, I've about had it. You know, nobody cared. And and I've been that young knucklehead before where I just wanted to be the cool guy and do my art and get recognition. It's hard not to because you're proud of yourself. Well, you well, should you are, be. I'm still proud if I do a good piece, but it's just it's it's the secondary part. You know, like I said, the people are important. I mean, if I want to do a good piece of art, I can go home, draw it on the drawing table. Right. You know, I've thrown away better drawings sometimes than i've had to tattoo on people yeah if that's what they want my job was to do it now i'm now i'm the guy i don't like i'm kind of picky i do kind of what i want i never liked that elitist yeah i would tattoo anything anybody wanted i try to be fairly open. i mean i'm i yeah. i keep a selective well there's just sort of attitude but i don't think i'm better guy that... stuff than me so i'll just say look i do it but like that guy's better at it yeah yeah you don't want me doing a portrait on you you'd rather yeah, have I used to do the portrait, portrait on you know like, like character line drawings with minimal shading yeah yeah that'd be me and i have girls that work uh, with me are portraits well why would i ever do it i'll do a wizard but i don't want to do your grandma you know because it's not going to look like your grandma you oh know? yeah yeah i mean we even send people across town sometimes oh yeah shops, i, I yeah. Send, yeah i'll send people wherever they need to go we don't do piercing i always send it to other 
shops. I try to get along with any shop. Anybody's welcome in my shop. If they got a problem with me, that's their problem. I don't have a problem with anybody that tattoos. Yeah, I found that out. You know, some shops are real welcoming to people. And, you know, with the Indie Tattoo Expo, I've been traveling a lot to shops. I've went to roughly 160 shops. And I would say most of them were pretty accepting. But I have walked in somewhere. They're kind of still like, fuck you come in here for like i know who you are why are you here and i'm like yeah. damn i'm trying to just be cool bro like, right. i'm about don't... to post your stuff online i'm not trying to yeah. do anything for myself i go in shops with long sleeves on to see how they treat me if they were interested i'd hang out and if they aren't i just leave yeah i don't have time for it yeah speaking of that chris puts on the indie expo and i went last year and it's, it's a great time i mean you do a really good job you, and appreciate, appreciate and, bringing some history there well like it's just it's a great time and it's a it's it's a nice format i mean you know a nice venue what was that the first year last that year? was last year was the second year second year yeah. okay and i'm gonna go this year it's just you know it's it's a medium-sized convention but it's fun you know i mean i go to the super conventions too that troy puts on and those are fun but they're all fun it's you meet a few people at every one that maybe make an impact on you yeah yeah and yeah. that's what i'm hoping you know with the indie tattoo expo i tell people you know because it is a smaller show it's more of an intimate based show which you know can be harder you know easier to keep some egos out but it, it's not a big you know money show for me but it's about elevating the people around yeah, me and if i leave there after those three days and i feel like somebody's gotten some sort of elevation or connection from there then that's a huge success to me because yeah, i show. don't you know yeah. I, I mean i'm 73 i don't feel 73 no more and you feel 73 but i'll get kids message me like it's some big deal to meet me or that i talk to him i'm like dude i'm just a regular old goober yeah. you know i'm just a it's guy cool to see your works paid off that people appreciate that that body of work it's, that much i'm i'm really glad that being decent to people's paid off and people are decent to me yeah you know that's real important to me but i'm i love sharing anything i know i'm just like i said i'm a collector the only thing i know about history is the history i've lived and of course I, once i got into collecting i i learned some but i'm not this big historian i just know because i collect you know well you've experienced it so you're I've, yeah you're not I've only collected but you've I've experienced, experienced everybody i thought was cool everybody i thought was cool Hardy's still here, uh, you know, like uh, kind of out of the older school, but most of them are gone the last couple. Who of would years. be your old school people you're looking at now, Kyle, as far as like being the the Hardys and stuff of your era? Probably Guy or somebody. Yeah, I mean, definitely Guy. I mean, Guy Derb. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-one years of Derb, thirty-two years almost now, mm -hmm. and I mean, I feel like he's always done a cutting edge style as well. Yeah. Just you yeah. know, not only in tattooing, but trying to do things for the industry, and then. Yeah. guy when i first met guy it was motor city so what's that coming up this coming weekend motor city's next oh, week yeah, next weekend yeah, yeah. Uh, so i first met guy I was probably 18 years old maybe, maybe a little bit older but he had just started tattooing yeah. and he still had the crappy black sleeves of just crap you know? oh, yeah. and my buddy was just this huge guy man i barely even knew who he was i just a friend of mine i worked with just was mad crazy about hi him. paul <laughs> there he goes ladies he and gentlemen there you go, Paul. No, I mean, it's like I was just in Texas and I saw Jack Rudy Jackson icon mm -hmm. tattooing, you know. Uh, you but know. still too old for someone like Kyle right. to follow their body of work necessarily or be inspired by him, I feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Somebody walked by Jack and said, Hey, Ch hey, Charlie. I think they thought he was good time, Charlie. And then Jack's looking at him like, Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Jack. And I'm like, You know, we've all kind of been and gone as my son and say, There's all these new superstars. So it's supposed to be. Yeah, but it's awesome that you got somebody like Kyle that's out here trying to dig back up and, it's, and it's, learn about those superstars. So that's, that's the reason I go to conventions. There's still young people that give a shit. The, uh, the other the biggest thing of like inspiration for me 
Yeah. The biggest, the biggest inspiration for me too, between like Guy and Derb is like, yeah, their work's amazing, but like what they've done for the community, that's the kind of stuff that I strive to do in my time, you know, once it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my work, you know, rides a good line, but if I could be that guy who could offer something to the community, that's more what I feel like I'm in my career. I think everybody can offer something if it's just being a kind human. You know what I mean? I mean, I know know people, I mean, I know people that aren't wonderful tattooers, but I I love them as people. You know, they're just wonderful humans. I'd rather get tattooed by them than the superstar. But I've gone the whole, you know, the whole circle. Yeah. You know, first of all, you want the beautiful work and then later you want work that's more meaningful to you. Right. I knew it. Basically, everybody that ever tattooed me, I didn't just walk in and get a tattoo. Yeah. I told Big Mees, you know, he rides motorcycles. He was a graffiti guy. He's a, he's, he knew my son. That's why I wanted to do the lettering on me. I could get anybody to do the lettering. There's there's other great lettering artists, mm-hmm. but Mees was the right guy for the job, you know. Yeah. And, you know, my head's still on, so he did okay. <laughs> be a little bit bruised there, <laughs> but... But no, no, well, you've got you got more than the tattoo out of it as well. It's the the connection that you carry. Like you look at the tattoo and it's like you see, you know, you see the content of the tattoo, but you also see the story of everything that, that went day. behind it. Exactly. That day. Well, he's conversations he was, he was forward to tattooing me with stress because I'm this old tattoo guy. Well, hell, he letters circles around anything I could do. I just wanted him to do whatever he did because yeah. I like him. I didn't give a shit. What is this? If it looked good is great. And if it didn't look good, it was still great. That's right. the guy I wanted to do it. And it's super cool that, you know, here's big means we all know is like huge and a lot of people know and 30,000 probably followers or whatever. And, but he doesn't carry that ego. I mean, here comes old man Dana to get tattooed. And now this guy who's a superstar is like, I'm a bit nervous. I'm Dana. (laughs) That's pretty awesome to me that he has that respect for you. And, you know, and he's, he's the same. Everybody does bad tattoos. I do. Every one of us has done one. Anybody that said all their tattoos are perfect lying. And they're lying to the wrong guy. (laughs) The skin's a different veritable. I've never figured out tattooing. I just keep trying you know, when yeah. you quit trying, then you're just doing making money or something. Guy asked me for the best advice I could give him, and I said, uh, I start and hope for the best every time. Oh, yeah, got it. <laughs> I go home and now with the damn little iPhones, you blow them up and you just pick them apart. Oh, yeah, ah, Jesus, look at these terrible lines. Yeah, I try not to do the whole zoom in. So, <laughs> so, makes me nuts. And then you'll see it a couple weeks later and go, oh, it looks okay. Yeah. But it makes you crazy, you know. I mean, I just do the best I can do. Well, that's the the human competitive nature yeah. kicks in, and we can't help it. Even though we're all creating for our own well being, at one point you're comparing it to the guys next to you, and you didn't even mean to start that way. You started yeah. out just trying to do this painting or this tattoo, and then just okay. the competitive human nature kicks in, and you're next thing you know, like zooming in, worrying about what yours looks like versus his, and. You know, you weren't sitting two inches from his tattoo like he was. Right, you were, right. Or everybody, everybody three foot away at a convention looks like it's so easy and they're having no problem. Oh, the tattoo and, looks super and, clean. They're yeah. tattooing and you're sweating and dying inside going, oh, God, I hope it's, hope it's a true story, isn't it? It really is a true story. There's sometimes you're starting pieces in the, the first time you're worried. I've worked with people that are mentally challenged and all. When we start, we know we're going to be critiqued. They have no preconceived idea. So it's real honest art yeah i mean yeah. it's as honest as can be if the eyes are too big doesn't matter it's out of their brain where once you're trained as an artist or you went to school or you've learned anything about art here comes the critique 
you're your own worst critic. You know, my wife said, oh, it looks okay. No, it doesn't look okay. It looks like shit. You know, I know when it looks. I'm something. sure there's times I ask her, so I'm like, oh, go ahead. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. And I got 50 <laughs> more questions. Tell my wife, don't patronize me. You know, but <laughs> I know it looks like shit. I just wanted you to say it looked okay. Yeah. My son, I used to say, what do you think? And I nah, don't look good. Well, <laughs> 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 it was critical. I'm real critical, but you just do the best you can do. A guy told me, if you do 100%, that's the best you can do. And I try 100%. And they don't come out the way I want half the time. Once in a while, I get lucky and they come out okay. Yeah. But I've never figured out tattooing. You know, I don't think I ever will. But it's sure been good to me. That's the key to it is, I think, is if you always keep that open mind, not only tattooing, I mean, just life. If you think you figured out life, you're probably failing in some yeah. aspect. Um, tattooing the same. But if you keep an open mind that you're always got something to learn and do. And I mean, we're all stubborn in our ways. and I'm stubborn in certain ways, but I always try to be receptive to doing new things that. I mean, five, six years ago, I wouldn't even be sitting here. You give me this microphone. My buddy, Scott, we ran Days of Dead Tattoo Expo. And every time they hand me a microphone, I'm like, yeah, Scott, yeah. you can talk. I mean, just yeah. holding it, I would do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah. Fawn in person, that's yeah. person. Yeah. Like, she's like, no, I just put you on the spot. And I'm over here like, shit, you know? I mean, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone doing this as well. You know, like I was saying before, yeah. like three, you know, three, three and a half years ago when yeah. I was first interested in tattooing, okay. I wasn't the most interested in the history, but now... Here we are learning it. Has everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's intimidating to get on here. So Remember, you can mail me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird. Like I said, yeah, you know, after we lost our son, dude, uh, you know, our whole life changed because I was blessed. But you don't control anything. Just get out there and do your best. If you're lucky, you'd have a mm -hmm. hundred years. You probably aren't that lucky. Well, you went through the years of like you said, going and meeting, you know, Paul and them and being kind of nervous and looking up to them. Guys. Oh, God. And I then just... now Kyle's meeting people and looking up to them. So it's kind of cool. It's almost that sign. Yeah. I... That, you know, that was one of the best things I think. And it was here on this uh, podcast, uh, my daughter was on there and Guy was talking. He was actually on there that day. And one of the best things, like, you know, I mean, it's all the cycle. Never try to beat somebody else because. Yeah, he's gonna be looking up to you later, you know. And the stuff that he had said to my daughter just made so much sense. It kind of resonated to me. And quit trying to catch up with people and just be yeah. who you are in that moment. You know, it's funny and, uh, trying to catch up with you. You know, if the world's worst tattooer just lived the longest, he'd be cool. Yeah, everybody'd want to go talk to him. Just no matter what it looks like, just because he lived this long, doesn't matter about his work. You know, it's all about how you. Yeah, yeah, it's purposefully like this, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the style. Yeah. I never thought I'd be the old tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. I still don't feel like the old tattoo artist. That was all those guys that I worshipped. Right. And they're all gone. So now I'm falling into that, but it don't feel any different. You know, I mean, it's, it's weird. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel whatever age I am. I'm, well, it's pretty cool. You they, <laughs> still just laid down a killer piece on my leg. Yeah, but I... Decent time, you yeah. know. <laughs> Terrible tattoos. I just love the whole... The whole whole group of tattoo elements you mm -hmm. know the people the the shops going in shops and it's really changed. that's why i love doing the shop drops and going around all the different shops and i mean i walk in some that are traditional like this and i get to see history and i walk in some that are so modern that it's fascinating to see that they've all flat and screen and it's so you, it's so cool you're young and you're interested in the history that's why i go to conventions if if everybody was just cool superstars or ink masters there's no need for me to go right but there's kids that really, you know, they think that you've got something to share with them, which I do. I try to share my collection, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm no genius and I don't have no words of wisdom. You just try hard and have fun with it. Yeah. But if I can, if I can help out one young kid, then 
that's great. You know, that's my job. But when that quits happening, then I just won't go. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, um, when I, we did Days of Dead Tattoo Expos, when I first started introducing the history, and I have a small collection, so I brought it out a couple of times, just filled up two cases to see how the young guys would react. Yeah. And it was almost just mind-blowing that these guys were actually interested because, you know, even some people at home that don't aren't interested, they're just not interested. They're around you every day. They've already yeah. seen your stuff. But these kids were super stoked to, to look in there. And then also, like, you know, having Travis from um, – I can't think of the name of the tattoo shop right now, but in Kentucky, he came up and found a book of him in there. You know, like I had an old national book oh, yeah, yeah. and found a picture of him when he was in his earlier years. And yeah. he's like, man, can I see that book? And so it was neat to have that available. And then when started Indie Tattoo Expo, asking you guys to come out yeah. and then seeing how many young guys like went up and surrounded your booth and were fascinated with it. Yeah, it's just weird. It was kind of neat, but it is, it's weird. And then when he called me, he's like, hey, I want to do like a report of tattoo history. I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, we go to Europe, neat. we go to tattoo shops, and we go to tattoo commit. That's that's encompassed my whole life, and so just enjoy it because it goes it goes real fast. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, I mean, I should be like fifty or something. You know, I mean, I can't believe I'm seventy. I mean, I, mm -hmm. that don't even make sense to me. So just enjoy your life and have some fun. You know, don't get so serious about it because it it can change in a minute, and it is the memories that you take with you. You know, you're yeah. gonna take the art with you. Gives or shit. the money or the money you sure know like or the, the instagram money. followers all about the experience <laughs> yes. followers. But, yeah. but the people that remember you after you're gone that's the important part because that's as long as you're going to live as the last guy remembers you mm -hmm. so if you made a little mark in this history or something and there's one guy that remembers you 50 years from now you did okay you know a lot of people don't have that opportunity yeah to have that where somebody you know cares 50 yeah, years yeah. after they're passing just be appreciative for what the hell you do because like i said there's a lot of people out there that are wonderful people that are are really struggling to make ends meet and oh yeah and know, they're doing their best too they're doing their best well, yeah i mean a lot of them's more talented than we're ever going to be they're just in a different situation yeah um i i swear by that all the time i tell people like i truly feel blessed that the universe chose me to be a tattoo oh me too man for I mean, so many reasons and that being one of them there's some great people out there and they're trying their hardest and they're doing great and they even have decent jobs yeah maybe even pays decent but are they in love with their job? No, like no, I no. Am, you know? yeah. I'm so in love with my job. It's been detrimental to relationships and myself. And Oh, me too. I come know. over on my day off and clean my own shop. And I, <laughs> I don't visit tattoo shops. I go to Europe and hang out to tattoo conventions. I mean, I still love sightseeing. But it, yeah, it's opened the whole world to me. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, we've been blessed. For sure. I'll, I mean, there's so many times while I'm tattooing. And after I get over that 30 minutes of, oh, shit, like, am I going to screw this up? Yeah. That, that it starts looking good. And I'm like, wow, like, yeah, man, thanks, universe. Like, you really like, yeah, how it, cool is it that I actually got chose to do this job? Like, there's so yeah, many things. It's bad and haunt you for weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you kind of hate to see the guy come you know, in. Walk in day. Of course, you knew you do walk in and you do the writing. You know, so, yeah, that happened to me the other day. And I'm with my appointments. I'm like, Sit here, do some walk-ins, you know, yeah. and knock it out. Of course, mom and daughter both agree with it. They leave. I'm it. spelled wrong. It's like, <laughs> big is on my house. Fix it. When it kicks your ass, it kicks your ass. Well, there's those. Yeah. There's those that care, and there's those that don't give a shit. And I'm only interested in those that care. Yeah. The rest of them, I, I, you know, we don't all have to like each other. You know, true, true story there. I don't like all the bikers. I don't like all the tattoo artists. You know, if they're nice mm. people, it's okay. But I'm out, know them. Yeah. Now, I love it. If you don't like me and I realize it, then I just stop by more often usually. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, the good thing when you get old, you don't give a shit if anybody likes you. Yeah. I could care less. You don't like me, it's your problem. I'm I'm real approachable. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be friends, I'll be friends. If you don't want to be friends, okay with me too. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lose any sleep over it. You know, there's a few guys here in town don't like me. I have no idea why. Oh yeah. Never did nothing to them, but. If they said, hey, how you doing, Dana? Success is scary to people, though. Someone who's consistently successful is frightening to people who aren't uh, um, in that same position. And even though they're accomplishing their daily lives and they don't, Mm -hmm. but they're still just doing their job. And, you know, when they look at someone like you, I mean, coming, you know, figure by the, you know, 1990 and you're still sitting here tattooing and tattooing is picking up. Some of these people who were looking at you now, now think you're famous. And now they think that, you know, you own, you know, the shop and you're the cool guy. They think you think you're a cool guy because your career is just so cool. Yeah. Well, well, (laughs) they say, geez, you're lucky to tattoo. Well, they weren't there when I was doing $10 Eagles on bikers in my (laughs) my house. You know, I mean, I worked your job. I worked real hard at this. I don't know if I got any better, but I nobody tried harder than I tried. I tried every machine. I tried every experiment. You know, traveled to talk to guys. I traveled to talk to guys. So, yeah, you're just fortunate. You know, I mean, I'm real fortunate. Jeez, I can't imagine having to get up and punch a time clock and somebody raising hell with me. I mean, that was the only telling you you were doing a shitty job. You left the army. I was done with that. I just stayed in the army. How many years were you in the army? Three years. Three. Three years. I joined to get it over with. You know. Probably wasn't the smartest thing I did, but it's okay. I'm still alive. <laughs> and I learned to tattoo. Yeah. So that's a, that's a weird path. You know, I go to Vietnam, didn't want to do that. I come back. I learned to tattoo. Changed my whole life. Just one little turn in the road and it changed my that's whole the life. That's an amazing statement I'd love to hear so often. And I hear it so often in tattooing. Changed my whole life. Well, I don't save my tattoo life anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get Social Security. I saved my nickels. I don't ask nobody for nothing. I can get out of here with no problem. You could stop tattooing. I could stop tattooing a couple of years ago. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Short of a catastrophe, I'm fine. Everything I own is paid for. I saved my money. You know, I don't have fundraisers. Yeah. Be able to take care of you. If something happens to you and die, you got it. Yeah, I've got it. That's a that's a thing that you know we're trying to bring and implement into the tattooing industry right now. And it's it's happening in other places. But Trina and I, we've started LLC, which is Life Learning Careers. Um, and it's a business that we start to teach artists how to structure themselves. Yeah. So that they're Dana at the end of their career and not, we won't say no names, but other people that now yeah, you go do have funeral expenses. And, rings, and then at the end, you're broke and whining. You can't, yeah, you had you fancy cars. Well, that isn't my fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's almost it's disheartening because you know yeah like I, I love to help out I love to be a person and charity is one of my favorite things. Me too. And when I Me see too. this with some of these artists, I'm like, girl, we make pretty good money a month. Like how yeah. the here and like it's the partiness of cocaine, all you know, not necessarily cocaine, but just yeah, uh, or just pissing yeah. it away. Yeah. yeah, and uh so we're trying to with the LLC, the life learning career business, is take people, learn how to actually set themselves up as a business, learn them tax write-offs, learn them to right, right. put your money up because we're not all going to want to tattoo forever, yeah. nor are we going to be able to, or unforeseen circumstances could really take any of us out pretty oh, easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one illness, you know, I mean, one illness, one, a broken couple of fingers that for that matter, it don't even have to be a whole hand. I know? mean, you'd be welcoming people. I mean, spending an extra three seconds tying your shoe could be life or death, you know? Yeah. butterfly effect of it all leading to being in the wrong place anything can be and that is and one stuff. day you're yeah. good and the next day you've got a terminal disease yeah absolutely and you don't control nothing you cannot control anything in your life it's just going to happen so you can try you know my my wife's dad used to say well it's not how much you make it's what you do with it which is true live within your means you know i always lived within my means 
I could go buy a bigger house. Hell, I don't need a bigger house. I got a great big house. Yeah. But I live in Ohio. I don't live in Beverly Hills. But I've been happy, you know, when I was making $75 a week, I was happy. Yeah. Well, you know, that's it too growing up in a different era now. And I mean, I feel like I slightly do good with it, but I also struggle with that. You know, we're in an era now where everybody wants more and, you know, yeah. we, no matter what we're making, it's almost never enough because we're always looking, like I was saying earlier, we're always trying to chase to be the next guy or something yeah. like that. So yeah, she's I mean, kind of calmed me down a lot on just kind of. That's what I tell that. That's funny. I said, gee, everything I'm doing. A little that's, bit. That's what all these kids are trying for, you know, you know, to be comfortable and have a house. And I go, I got all that shit. You know, I mean, I'd give everything to have my son back. Yeah. Right. That's the important thing. You know, the rest of it's just bullshit. I ain't going to take it with me. It was fun collecting it. I've had a great time and I saved my money and that's fun. I don't Journey's great. The destination is really irrelevant, man. You know, friends and families, what it's about. I mean, really, mm. that, that's, that's all you're going to remember at the end, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just want people to relax a little bit. I mean, we all know you're cool. You know, go go be cool over there. Yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> we all know you're a superstar and 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 you're God-given talent. Appreciate it, you know. Well, Skyrim said he just told him one time about the show. He's like, you're just a fucking tattoo artist. Well, that's all, really, well, all you are. Not you didn't cure cancer, did you? I mean, a basketball player makes millions a year and a leading scientist doesn't make nothing like that. It's kind of a weird, unbalanced society. Yeah, you know, I mean, we could come back as basketball players and fuck that too. And you know, they, then you talk about really, yeah, I'll just pay you a couple million a year to to do what you really like to do. Well, yeah, sign me up. You know? Yeah, yeah. So no, we're all lucky in our own way. But if you have friends and family and a and a good life, then you you you've done it all. You yeah. know, it's not about the money. And that's easier to say if you got some money. Well, and, and <laughs> tattooing in this history, in this industry, and I think another important thing about learning about tattoo history is that. It always wasn't about the money. It was there were so many reasons that tattooing was important outside of money, and so many. I mean, think for I would stretch a hundred years. People were tattooing with money being irrelevant compared to yeah. in the last ten. Like most are tattooing because of the money. Oh well, you know, whole... not because of the relationships, not because of well, anything other than which is not a you know that's intelligence to go after yeah, that sure. if you have the I mean, capabilities suppliers i mean look at marketing man oh every, man every new product every new machine every new salve every new lotion every new ink i mean god when's that gonna pop well the market <laughs> you know um uh, people always say that and I, I always said even in the 90s when everybody told me it would. but yeah a lot of it's the same stuff um but i don't think it ever popped because it goes back to society in general right now as a spending society Oh, I know the, the whole, whole world. I'm not, not to max knock society, but they're not an intelligent society. No, you know I mean? principle, man, it's like a shopping mall. The world's a shopping mall. They're Gucci, Louis Vuitton. You go to Italy, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. So we work to buy all this shit, to work to buy all this shit, and then you fall over dead. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. You work. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> Anything? Just say, just say I agree. <laughs> yeah, see, Paul's smart. <laughs> Message is Paul approved. It's Paul approved. It's Paul. It's Paul approved. Better get your sticker made now for that. You can stick on stuff. You That's know. That's right. Well, Paul. Paul's a perfect example of a good tattoo artist. It does a nice job. Mellow guy and takes care of his own business yeah. you know that's all you got to do enjoys the craft and we'll leave a good mark and just good enjoys relationships it, with, each with the people i mean my whole shop i mean if we kind of like it's like a family shop if you're a superstar it's cool but i mean i don't care i clean the bathroom you yeah. know i mean it's you know i've even had one of the friends once i'd be like i was just doing some cleaning the ceiling like the lights and, like, and i'm like 
I can, I can do it too. Like, yeah, best yeah, part of tattooing. Yeah. Best part of tattooing is the people, and the worst part of tattooing is the people. But but the best outweighs the worst, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> Mail money to old Dana's travel fund. <laughs> We'll have to set you up a little just an email yeah know. yeah i don't want to go find me they take part of it i'll just you know i always say that yeah send it you know or you know those pictures like my mom said i won't get any likes because i'm ugly <laughs> so i posted me why my wife said i won't get any likes mail a dollar to the old dana's wants to travel the world fund <laughs> hey i might try that out because today's society that will actually work yeah yeah, yeah. but no i've been like one dollar from each one of my followers I'd actually be broke because I don't have that many followers. I'm not that cool. So I'd have five thousand dollars. But you mark you market it the right way and it goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Like big me's tattoo man, I get like two thousand likes, people I don't even know. You know, I mean, you know, me and you we get twenty-five. Yeah, I have like three people go again. But no, I've been lucky because I get to travel the world, man. You know, save some money and travel the world and meet all these people. That's that's like really fun. And then if if you're tattooing, you write it off to your tattoo business if you're smart. You know, what would be the most important thing you would say to a new person coming in a tattoo? Well, try hard to save some money. Try to get a house. If you can get a house, you know, you got to get all the basics. Don't just live it out. Yeah, don't just live it out. You know, wait a little bit. I mean, do the best you can, but you still, if you can get a house and pay for it and all, that's that's a nice. I love the attitude now that, you know, the tattooers have, which is great because the money's there. But it's like, I live in the moment now. I mean, worried about the future. It's like, yeah, good luck with that. You will be learning about the future one day. You'll be 73 sitting here, you know. Yeah, you'll be 73. And I'm lucky to be sitting here. I mean, Dana, hell, he's probably in better shape than me. I mean, I'm 45, be 46, and sometimes my back goes out for months at a time, and I'm not tattooing. So, yeah, no, I'm fine. Be aware. My hands don't coil machines. I wear, you know, bifocals to tattoo, but no, I don't have my knees hurt. You know, I've kicked motorcycles my whole life. And that's the worst is kickstarting your motorcycle. You're hardly for your life. I need to, yeah. but I can still walk a bunch of miles and shit. I've been really blessed, you know. It's cool. Yeah, lucky stuff. And now I'm being interviewed because I'm old. <laughs> How easy is that? Just don't die. Well, one of the things you got a young guy that comes out here to interview you. Cool. cool. That's something that you really love and you spoke to me. Yeah, I'd probably see him on the street. Oh, he don't give a shit about tattooing. You know, I'd, I'd miss part of the old stuff. Well, I'd misjudge it, you know. Yeah. Young yeah. guy. You know, it's cool that you long, long haired hippie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, I just remember you saying, you know, you like that. So when you offered, I was like, hey, let me check with Dana because I know that you love to spread that to the younger people. Yeah, I do. Find importance in it. And he's looking for the importance in it. So I thought it was Sorry, he said, well, Dana, tell us your story. And I started and ran. I run off the head, dude. I'm OCD. I ran off the head about two hours. Joey didn't ask me one question. <laughs> because That's how I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, my goal was just to listen and to observe. <laughs> I think I've achieved. Yeah. He's a good yeah, so It's not a lie. So it's, it's real easy. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of podcasts. It's the same story. Because it's the truth, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ain't gonna find a lot of variables when you're telling the same truth every time. You know, I'll, I'll tell people I taught Charlie Wagner, I invented ink, and of course those are lies. But if you believe them, <laughs> that's okay too. But you know, you get better bullshit stories as you get older. That's like that oceanfront property in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we start wrapping up for the evening, do you want to kind of take us down the rabbit hole of some of your own collection again? I know we talked about it earlier, but for this segment, can we go through some of your tattoos? 
my what? Your tattoo collection, your tattoos that you wear. The ones that you wear? Oh, okay. Well, Dave Paul, DC Paul, learned from Spalding and Rogers. He did my first tattoos. Um, this one was $32.50. I love the 50 cents thing. Yeah, Everybody asked me about that. Name. These old roses that lost all the color, Dave Paul did them. They were $14.50. And they used to be red? Yeah, oh, yeah, they were solid red. It's praying my lymph glands now. <laughs> Cliff Raven did my uh, Cliff, Cliff did all this stuff tying together when he was in Chicago. These are all DC. Parties. I mean, that's some pretty cool stuff. Some Cliff Raven work, and then you know, man, real top too. I mean, that's Don Nolan did my ribs. Don Nolan did my back. Greg James has done some on my legs. Robert Bennett, Eddie. I mean, I'm you know. Can we see your Nolan back piece? Yeah, yeah, it's it's real old and faded. Oh. I just love a lot of Don's work and. Black piece. It's a monkey paint mask. Mm -hmm. This is a Don Nolan monkey that I have a Netsky at See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil. This was done in the 80s, you know. So your then, back piece was done in the 80s as well. Yeah. And then this is the big meat. It's all bruised. This is my uh my son's name and my grandson's name, my son's graffiti tag, and my wife's name. And that was just done yesterday by Big Meat. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, oh, I don't know. It's all backwards. Did I say coaster or Jason? Costa. Costa. That's my grandson. You can tell it was done yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all. A <laughs> <laughs> good station, and he, you know, he was really fast, and you know, he's he's really great at lettering and stuff. But like I said, the best part of of him is he's a nice guy. That really, I mean, I, I think I could afford to get tattooed by the world's most expensive, best tattoo artist. I don't care. I want tattooed. I've got tattooed by Lyle Tuttle, his name. I've got Stanley Moskowitz. I wish I'd have got crazy Eddie, but Eddie wasn't tattooing at the time. He wrote his name on my son's knee and then Stanley tattooed crazy Eddie on him. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Did he ever come back? He come in. And he was, uh, the, you know, he got tattooed by Eddie. He was like, I got tattooed at the shop in Philly. It was like Crazy Eddie. And he was like, oh, it sounded weird. And we're like, you actually have a Crazy Eddie tattoo? Like, you didn't even realize. Yeah. No, that's I was like, dude, you definitely need to come back and get one from Dana. Then you'll have two tattoos no, for two legends. You know? Who tattooed you? I don't know. I go, you don't know who tattooed you? Maybe you ought to know their name. You know, yeah, right. at, least, at least know what the shop was called. I mean, I've never just been tattooed by a random person you know i have rambo tattooed me jimmy skews tattooed friends of mine mm -hmm. you know uh, I'm, I'm a apprentice nigger i had her do a little skull doodle on me her first tattoo yeah you know but it was important to her and just another little tattoo to me i've got a few little spots left on this right leg about that big and then I'm other done. than that you're pretty covered yeah, whole front's covered yeah, both yeah. your legs the stripe down the middle and three quarters leave. But that's kind of an old school style. Yeah, I was gonna do the I was gonna do the Japanese kimono, then I came down, but yeah, Dave Heap did that one in England. Dave's a great guy. My son did that. Robert Benedetti did that. Jimmy Skuse did that. Robert did these big bats. That's my wife did that after our son passed. That's off of a card. I love you, Dad. Uh, yeah, yeah no, she doesn't tattoo anymore, but she no, tattooed alongside she tattooed, for 40 years. Yeah, 30 years. 30 years. And my son, and my, and my son tattooed. Uh, so Dot uh, did that one for My son tattooed 25 years. Um, so, yeah, we were real funny. This is, like I said, this stuff is, here's my first tattoo. I did that one in 1971, that little rose. Still got some red in there. Yeah, yeah, I must have put it in better. And then I <laughs> something off of a stencil and did this. It's Greg James, Robert Benedetti. 
uh, Horitoshi, Horiyoshi. That's really cool to have pieces from them. Robert mm -hmm. Benedetti. Yeah, I don't have that many many different artists, but they were all kind of people I admired or knew. And, yeah. I mean, I guess those are well, and I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, to you, just people you admire, but now to like people like me and Kyle, like, those are like legends in the industry of tattooed you yeah. pretty much everybody yeah. that tattooed well, you. Yoshi, I, just you know, he was at a convention, but his kid was a little bitty kid. Now his kid's Horiyoshi four. Yeah, yeah. But I met him, he was like a little kid in camo and a mobile. be cool to get a tattoo by him now. Oh, it'd be real cool. Yeah, I mean, had one, you know, right side of Scrampus. Right. I always knew people I didn't. I got tattooed because I knew of Nakano and. And Horitoshi, mm Horiyoshi, -hmm. and Horiyoshi. I get them all mixed up. Yeah, they're, they're real close. They're all horries, yeah. <laughs> to poke, you know, to, to, to tattoo. Uh, Mr. Nakano is, you know, Horiyoshi 3. And, you know, the living legend of yeah. Japan. But his son is, will be Horiyoshi 4. But I met his son when he was a little bitty kid. Now, does his son tattoo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know. But like I said, all the, you know, all the, Good people I know passed in the past so many years, you know. I mean, Eddie and Stanley and you know, Bob Roberts passed, Ladan Peace just passed, and I Kate just passed. I'm like, and that's all like the last two years. We've lost last, a lot of great people. The last few years, you know, all my heroes are gone. A couple in England that are all <laughs> what's that? Oh. <laughs> Should have to go to the bathroom. Come and smile. Okay, here it comes. This is a real shop. There's a customer going to the restroom. Can we have your name? <laughs> it's a real tattoo shop. So um, we can just stage this cool looking no, background here. Stage this cool background. When you have a journey this cool, you got a you got a lot. I of mean, Paul's been cranking out tattoos the whole time we've been here. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm online. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Dana Brunson. We have designs by Dana on there too. But Dana Brunson and people can message me or follow me. I'm always sharing antique stuff, and you can message me. I don't have to know. Yeah, you uh, just message me if I if I got the answer, I'll message you back. I have no life. Well, you know? years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, I didn't know Dana really. I mean, I'd heard of him all my life, you know, tattooing because I've been in it for yeah. you know, 30, I'm 45 years old. I've been tattooing for 30 years, so I've heard your name a bunch but yeah. until a few years ago we just start messaging yeah. on facebook and then we got some time together and everything and starting to build that relationship it's really cool and i really appreciate that time with you thank yeah, well, you fun thing you never know who you're gonna make right around the corner that's a real nice person yeah you know, like yeah you said, you're, you're we nice can enjoy and spending the time together you do a good job and hey more power to you thank, thank you. you i appreciate it man. yeah yeah so check out the indie expo or chris's shop but yeah, ink therapy or indie tattoo yeah. expo where Deanna, yeah, art designed by Dana in Cincinnati, or Paul. <laughs> He's at designed by Dana. The shop has been here since. I've been here since eighty six. Since eighty six. I've been in Cincinnati since seventy seven. Seventy seven started tattooing in Cincinnati, but you've got this studio here that we're sitting in since eighty six. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best of time, man. Yeah, well, you know, just like Price Right. There she comes. <laughs> we cater to the customers. Only some of us live, Gina. <laughs> well, this has been uh, pretty awesome. Are there any questions that you still have, Kyle? No. That, so that's pretty much covered. Earlier today, we got kind of a uh, flash tour that we'll be sharing some somewhere sometime soon. Eventually. And then next week, we'll be coming to you from Detroit. We'll be heading up there early, yeah. early Thursday, so I'll be Brian set up Everton, somewhere. Walker. Yeah, yep. Yeah, nice show. That I can't make it this year, but they're good guys. Nice convention. It's uh, honestly like before I even knew Derb or was 
any part of the you know community at all I was the Detroit show and Hell City were like the two shows that I like had to hit every year even so. yeah. tattoo artists well no I was tattooing but That's I wasn't like I didn't know anybody yet I was, still, like, learned it was by just myself. Nation, after the first convention then it was just national had a convention once a year on one coast or the other yeah. then JD Crow and Dennis Dwyer had the tattoo tour and that was really yeah. fun. That was a little. Fred Saunders helped them open up the tattoo tour. That was a little looser, but now there's a convention every day. Mm -hmm. you know? Every we're, weekend. We're having a handful. Ball was like the first biggest one that happened, right? Yeah. Well, that was like I, East Coast one. Or... Yeah. That, but like I said, National used to have one every year, but it'd be like, you know, whatever they decided. Motor City was my first expo i went to and since then i've probably been to i don't know probably 400 tattoo expos. you couldn't have one now you know? <laughs> a million people i mean mm -hmm. you know troy has like you know almost a thousand booths and thirty thousand walk-ins or something I man um you know were you in uh, philly this year philly yeah philly was crazy that was insane that's, i think that's the biggest one that and i'm going to chicago in a couple of weeks and that's a real big one chicago is always fun too. yeah i'll be at chicago as well we'll be there with true tattoo supply well, you know oh, you chicago was oh, where with Troy, I mean with Third. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll be there. Uh, Chicago was when I was walking through there last year, and um, I turned the corner and it was just tattooing hit me real emotional in Chicago because it's a large expo, and um, there was these you know people like me and you sitting there, and then there's guys that's younger than him sitting there, and they're all tattooing, and there was just and it was I looked around and just seen this massive room of like you say 900 oh, tattoos, and I'm like. Wow, man, like tattooing is like everything I thought it would be and then some. And it really like got me kind of emotional. I had to walk up to Troy and just be like, hey, man, like, thank you for like oh, putting he, this he in. You've done a great convention. What? And they're real entertaining. You know, there's some a lot of entertainment. Um, and, and you have to give again. I, I tell people all the time. I mean, who else has marketed tattooing yeah. like Troy across the country to make it? It's know, a whole tour. I mean, well, like, and he's yeah. artists have made their whole careers and have Some come up through the villain. He's got it down to a science. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of artists that probably wouldn't exist. They might have just slightly maybe got started, but I don't think they would have became who they are if it wasn't for villain arts and having well, that tour to travel. Chicago them was always a mecca of tattooing State Street and all these guys tattooed on it. But in the 70s, when I go to Chicago to see Cliff Raven, he was the only tattoo shop in Chicago. Oh, wow. Because they'd raise the age to 21, and he'd send all the younger kids up to Greg May in Lake Geneva. The cliff was the only shop in Chicago. Can you imagine that? That's neat. And now, yeah. Yeah. now there's like four One million shop. shops in Chicago, which are great shops up yep. there. Well, I think that's the cool thing. Uh, you know, we keep going back to why, you know, we're talking about this is knowing that history and knowing, like, who are to, to be publicly accepted to be at this level too you know and, oh yeah you know, think about like oh cool you know used to be one shop but there was if it was full and you want to be a tattoo artist you'll just ass out because someone had to die or quit oh or, yeah yeah you know yeah. whatever but now well there just wasn't that many so people old. i mean we really only shop in town hell i'd set three days and hope i did a name or something Oh, yeah. You, you know, know why we were all early to work in the, in the early days? Because the only one person came in, the first one that got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't give a shit because there's enough work coming in. But when I was a kid, you showed up seven days a week. You showed up first because yeah. if that was the only guy that came through, yeah, you were doing it. Well, yeah. I worked the night. My, my partner worked noon till five, and I worked five till nine, but I'd always stay later. But we were just a two guy shop, yeah. you know. And, I mean, it just wasn't popular. You know, we made a living, but it was kind of like we were lucky we made it. When I first started tattooing, um, a rabbit actually had a private studio set up in his home. Um, that's where I learned how to tattoo at over there in Eagledale, yeah, in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and my main clients were only kids I was going to high school with. I mean, yeah. it wasn't an open studio. 
um, from that point on, he introduced me to uh, Mike Myers, which went by Cockroach. I worked at a shop named uh, Tattoos by Cockroach. And then that's, you know, I'm seven. Been, cool yeah. <laughs> I never had, that's why, you know, all my old friends, they call me Chris motherfucking Taylor because yeah. I work with Rabbit taught me and then I work yeah. with Cockroach in my first shop. So they're all like, what's your nickname going to be? And I'm like, Chris motherfucking Taylor. So now <laughs> it's funny. I always tell people like, and you can tell when they walk in the shop, first thing they say is, what's up, Chris motherfucking Taylor? And I'm like, that dude's known me for 30 years. You can tell. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never had one of those cool sailor. Yeah, you know. But that's I when I started getting busy then. A joke. I stamped some flags 1949. That's when I was born. You know, people go, you tattooed in 49? Oh, hell no, I was born in 49. <laughs> About 200 years ago. <laughs> this dude's really awesome. I just got tattooed today by this guy who's 173 years old. The <laughs> <laughs> my own money. Uh, no, but yeah, I'll be in Chicago. And this summer, I'll be in Italy and uh, England and Amsterdam and it's all tattoo stuff. All the places. All the places. All yeah. the little places. Yeah. He'll be at Indy spreading a little bit of, that's right. little bit yeah. of history. Yeah. So I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good close one. And, and like I said, a nice one. You have a classical violinist. Together. Oh, you, you, I'm so glad you brought that up. He's awesome. There is, mm-hmm. I, in the last month, I've had every single artist that's worked my show says something about Polly. So nice. To Polly the violinist. I think that's her name on Instagram too. She, yeah. When I first was like, I'm gonna bring a violinist, I thought people are gonna think Chris Taylor has lost his mind. <laughs> like, and then I was like, How many people are gonna bitch to me about hearing a violinist? That was cool. Jamie Carino coming to me at the expo. She's like, Thank you for helping me sit up to her every day instead of some crazy music, you know. Oh, like, yeah, God used to be that heavy metal on this side, hopefully shit on this side. You can't hear your own machine run. Oh yeah. No, it was really nice. The the violinist, I'd love to hear you say that because so many people commented on her, and that was one of those things I did with like and you think this is totally doesn't fit tattooing. Nah, but the way. 1920s vibe, the violinist, and you know, realizing that violin and music and all that is is an art form and it created together. And if you look at the 20s, that's when it all started marketing together to become entertainment and value. Yeah, no, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, see everybody out there in the tattoo world. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see one another on the road. Um, we'll be coming to you next week from Detroit. We're probably going to have maybe we'll do. The Pittsburgh footage from Detroit. Anyways, with the, we'll make it work. Our schedule's gotten ahead of us. We've got too many shows to talk about and too much collecting going on. We, we can't keep up now. We need it's, more days. It's travel season. More days. <laughs> that might be a bit much. <laughs> but but yeah, we've got a lot of really cool things going on. Tune in next week. We'll be live from Detroit. I'll probably be set up like out in one of the hallways um, with like the setup commotion going on behind me. We plan on getting there early and getting set up fast. We've got a pretty quick setup team. Are you coming to Detroit, Kyle? I'll pop in on the weekend. Nice. So mm-hmm. if you're in Detroit, come see us. Um, other than that, we'll all be together again in Indy and then in Chicago, I think. Awesome. So Great. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I'll see everybody in Chicago. All right, guys. Well. We're tuning out. We'll tune back in next week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for thanks joining. Thanks for having me. Bye. Say bye, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so when when do you guys air this? Uh